0: I I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh, uh, this shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This shit is Trump-A-N-A-S. T-R-U-M-P-A-N-A-N-A-S. What?
1: I don't know. I don't even know.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV.
2: Grr, sure. the show is supposed to be funny, <laughs> but I really got to say, like, watching news coverage of Russian military, like, s- literally slaughtering people on the streets of Ukraine, um, it just hits different than making fun of Trump and his MAGA soup crackers storming the Capitol. Yeah. Literally, I was watching fucking meet the press and there's like they're showing dead bodies and like bloody teddy bears and shit like Mm -hmm. blood, red blood all on the streets. And it's like, I can't I I don't even know how that's legal to even show on TV. It was way, way too real. And it was just so much more fun making fun of Trump. It's like (laughs) it was so much less scary. Oh, yeah, I know. And that's it's... really, really scary.
0: Oh, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. It is fucking horrifying, though. We just have to remember that Trump definitely is uh, for it. He's into it. He loves it. He would be he's he loves Putin and he thinks he's a genius. And, um, you know, it's it's insane. And all of his MAGA soup crackers think apparently that Ukraine is run by a Nazi and that the dead bodies are... aren't real and it's all fake. And it's just horrific and sad. And we said it last week, but if you don't want to listen to us talk about politics right now because we're not talking shit about Donald Trump Jr. and his dick pic loving girlfriend, Kimberly Jizfoyle, then you got to check out our Patreon podcast. We do two a week. They're both an hour long and they're not about politics. And at this point, we might just have to only do
2: that because (laughs) this is just horrendous. I mean, I never thought when we decided to do politics which is your fault totally your fault yes that I would ever be I don't know like really talking about like you know real war it's like it's, I thought we were gonna be talking about like Mitch McConnell and his fucking like liver spots <laughs> I know I
0: know and that's what we were supposed to be doing. <laughs> I never imagined we were gonna be in a war a world war which is basically what kind of we're in now. But if you don't want to hear about any of that, which we completely understand, go to our Patreon podcast. They're fun and frivolous and they're supposed to be stress-free, although I'm not going to say they're not sometimes offensive because we can be quite insufferable and annoying and tone-deaf at times, despite our best intentions, Uh, but they are meant to be funny.
2: We try. And I can say even if we're not funny we're at least having fun. Whereas doing this shit at this point, fuck that. Um, But if you want to check it out, we have a free one for you to listen to right now on our website. Just go to julianbrandy.com. Stop what you're doing. Stop this podcast. Go to (laughs) julianbrandy.com. There's a button on every page that says click to listen to our Patreon podcast. If you go on your phone, you probably have to scroll all the way to the bottom. Who knows how the fucking mobile fucking site is set up, but just look, (laughs) just look for the button. It says click, to listen to a free episode of our patreon podcast um there's also a link in the description of this podcast wherever you're fucking listening itunes spotify whatever um again we do two a week they're a dollar each on patreon they're not about politics there's no ads there's no structure or anything like that it's not segment. it's just us being idiots for an hour twice a week this week we made up a song called andre the scat queen <laughs> about a tiny gay mouse on a gay cruise And we need, actually, you know what, we need to figure out how to add it to our Patreon compilation album that Sasha Flick made for us.
0: Yes. Sasha Flick, who uh, basically took, we we have tons of songs and whatever from the Patreon. She's been doing the Patreon
2: for like five years now. Yeah. So she
0: put them all in an album. And I have to say, it's something we would never do.
3: Oh, I'm like, um, so,
2: so glad we have it. Yeah. And by the way, that's also if you join the Patreon, you have five fucking years of Patreon podcasts to listen to. And they are timeless. Like, it's not like when COVID hit, they changed. Nothing fucking (laughs) changed in COVID. Like, it's the same fucking shit. We've been making up songs since goddamn 2018 Mm -hmm. and literally the same shit. If you want to hear about Andre's gay (laughs) scat adventures... Um, you have to join our Patreon, but we can play one of the songs from Sasha Flick's compilation album, right? Now, which one should we play? We can. I think
0: that I wanted to play Your Love is Like a Cherry Slurpee.
2: OK, so let's hear. So we're going to just hear a little of that
0: because okay. it's, it, there's a whole setup and a whole thing. But I just want to play like a little if you would just enjoy. OK. This would wet your whistle. Your love is like a cherry slurpee. <laughs> Smooth and cold. (laughs) Your love is like a cherry slumper. Smooth and cold. (laughs) That could go somewhere. And empty. Ooh, empty. (laughs) Your empty calories. (laughs) Your empty calories. (laughs) Uh -uh. Drinking you up and I'm going nowhere, (laughs) but I'm getting real fat and it's pulling out
2: my pants. And high. (laughs) (laughs) Getting high, right. Very high. Wow, I get cracked out. of All slurpees. I'm
0: getting is fat and high from your empty
2: slurpy lounge. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I think that's probably mm. stronger than the coffee bean song. Mm. Or the really? coffee bean, you know, as a metaphor. I go to fill you up, but you fill me down.
0: I go to cut <laughs> you up, but you bring me down. Cherry <laughs> <Jury> slurpy lounge. <laughs> Walking into the 7 Eleven, but you're walking out, but I'm walking in. <laughs> it's all outs and ins. Outs and ins, exactly. Up ins mm-hmm. and downs. <laughs> up and downs. <laughs> I'm going up and then I'm going down. I'm going up and then down. I mean mm-hmm. up ins and down ends. It never quenches my thirst. Oh, it makes you thirstier. And I'm always thirsty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh. You make me thirsty. You make me thirsty. Your love, it
2: makes me so damn thirsty. No, I think you should go, your love is like a cherry slurpy because that's the main hook. Your love is like a cherry slurpy. And then you go something about, it makes me thirsty or something. Your love
0: is (laughs) like a cherry slurpy. You make me so damn thirsty. You <laughs> <laughs> love it like a There <laughs> You go. Right there you
2: go. You make me thirsty or something. You make me thirsty. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, you make me thirsty. Oh my god. People are like, oh. what the fuck? And we're like, this shit is gold. <laughs> Solid fucking gold. <laughs> I mean, goddamn. Well, do we regret playing that? I don't know.
0: Oh, memory lane, memory lane. Hope you enjoyed it. And if you want more, go to our Patreon guess I do want to thank our Patreon subscriber, Salty Jen Cowling who was a great sport and sent us a gay guys and their feelings about Eminem that we played on last week's podcast. Giving your gay feelings, even if you're not gay, is a perk of being a Patreon subscriber. And Jen got kind of salty after we dragged Eminem. So she sent us a voice memo defending him. And I got to say, we love Jen for doing this as her contribution created less work for us. And that is our main objective at all times.
2: I mean, like literally too bad we can't just do a, podcast called everybody send in voice memos <laughs> and we do nothing but listen to your voice memos even though technically she had to be a paying member of our patreon in order to help us with our job so it couldn't yeah. just be send us your voice memo it would have to be join our patreon and then send us your yes, voice memos and right. then our regular free podcast would just be free would be voice memos that people have to pay us to right, give us right and then on top of it, Ma'am out, Salty Jen sent us a care package from Chinazon mm. which is crazy because it's us that should be sending her a thank you <laughs> yeah. package for doing our job for That's us. Um, but she sent us Trump toilet paper that literally says ass wipe on it, <laughs> which we love. She sent us lip venom, lip plumper. And anyone who's in our Patreon group, and we do call it the group, knows that. I made homemade lip pe- lip plumper mm-hmm. with ghost pepper that I then put on your lips yes. and burned your lips off and that was fun <laughs> and we did that on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, She sent us a huge box of baller bath salts, like really nice. It was so nice, it doesn't even look like it came from China's on, honestly. like It was probably an actually some American manufacturer that just used Amazon. So in that case, it came from Amazon and not Mm -hmm. China's on. Mm -hmm. She sent us some actual pink Himalayan salt. You're understanding that there's a salt theme here, correct? Yes. Yeah, because it's salty gen. Right. And then the coup de gras, the best sour candy ever I mean, we didn't think anything could beat Sour Patch Kids. Uh, we are
0: sour candy aficionados, uh, me particularly. Yes. And um, I have to say, I'd never had this particular sour candy, and it is now the only sour candy that we will be having.
2: I mean, Jen, you nailed it for Mad Moush. um It's called Pink Panda Astro Blasters, for anyone who's <laughs> wondering. Really fucking cute. They come in these little packets, and, and you're not just a sour... Because I consider myself a sour connoisseur. Mm-hmm. What you are that takes it a step further than me is that you're a gummy candy lover. God, I love you it. like licorice, you like gummy things yeah. that aren't salty, yeah. you like trash gummy things, yes. you like sh- shitty gummy things. Do. So the gummy part of it is perfect. It's not super chemically seeming. No. Each little packet, Jen, I don't even know if you knew this, and Jen's like, bitch, of course I did. Okay, that's why I sent it. They're only 90 calories. We were shook to the core yeah like oh, we've already eaten two packets julie's already googled it she's like i'm getting these i need more of these <laughs> yeah um because and also they come in little packets so it already decides for you that you're going to eat the 90 calories you're not going Which to I love i need uh yeah i need that i need that yeah. Portion so, And I just want to say, Jen, before we go, um, you need to go on postsnap.com. You have our address, which anyone else can get from julianbrandy.com. I want you, salty jen, go on postsnap.com and send us a family pic for our drug den bulletin board. I know you emailed us pics, but we're never gonna print those out, okay? <laughs> we're just, I'm not gonna do it. People have emailed pics in the past like even jade jang we fucking love jade jang like literally we love jade jang we use her eat we use her password for new york times we couldn't even do the podcast without jade and she sent us a fucking picture of her she's like a fucking doctor yeah and like i never printed it out it like haunts me i'm like and i just i know what she looks like in my mind's eye but i'm like why is jade not on our bulletin board so jen don't be like jade send us your post snap
0: Alright, now it's time for Jojo and Kiki.
4: Lock the doors, lower the blinds, fire up the smoke machine, and put on your heels. Because I know exactly what we need. Jojo and Kiki. I want to have the Kiki. Lock the doors. Hey. Jojo and Kiki. Motherfucker. I'm, I'm going to let you have it. Jojo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Die.
3: Turn to work. Jojo and Kiki.
0: All right, so this week, Jojo and Kiki confirmed the first black female ever to be appointed to the United States Supreme Court. Just to gently remind everyone, Supreme Court justices are appointed for life, and though a black man currently sits on the court, he's a dick and a Republican and married to a Trump loving twat who was involved in the
2: January 6th insurrection. That's right. The newest lifetime member of the Supreme Court is not a man, not a Republican, and not a dick. She's a black woman married to an angel with two gorgeous <laughs> supermodel daughters that I'm obsessed with. And if you don't know how to pronounce her first name, it's Katanji Judge Jackson, if you're nasty. <laughs> no,
4: my first name ain't, baby. It's Katanji, Judge Jackson, if you're nasty. I'm not a to- Baby, it's Katanji. Judge Jackson if you're nasty
0: Adam Joseph Okay, we just need to say again Adam, paging Adam Joseph Doing Judge Jackson if you're nasty
2: Beyond It's, I can't stop thinking about it I want to hear it every second in my ear holes I wanted them to play it at the fucking ceremony
0: (laughs) It would have blown everyone's mind You know they were all thinking it You (laughs) know they're all thinking it And During this war and this horrendousness and everything, there's so much shit. And we had this. I mean, talk about so there's that. I mean, you know, this is everything. So last Thursday, the Senate voted on JoJo's nomination of Ketanji Brown Jackson. All 50 Democratic senators, including Kirsten Jizima and Joe Mandouche, voted yes. They were joined by just three Republicans that's right, three Republicans spit it out. Susan Collins of Maine, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, and Mitt Mormony from Utah. <laughs> Every other stale, saltine Republican senator, 47 to be exact, voted no. And they voted no for no reason other than that they are power mongering, corrupt dicklickers with no agenda beyond amassing money and power for the uber rich and wealthy in this country.
2: And that includes all of the Republicans, okay? Not just the senators, not just the Mark Zuckerbergs and the Koch brothers and the Trump socialize. It also includes the Republicans like Neil Gorsuch and Amy Corney Barrett and Ben Sass and Ted Cruz who hide behind the church and the veil of their fake moral ideals. These people are richer than fucking God and getting richer every single day that they stay in office. I feel like the, the, the religious ones are worse than. Agreed. Then people like the Trumps who at least are just so obviously about the money, mm-hmm. not only did 47 of the 50 Republican senators vote no on the most qualified person who will sit on the bench right now, as her confirmation votes were counted and the audience erupted in cheers, every single Republican senator that's 49 of them, because we're excluding Mormony Mitt Romney <laughs> got up and walked out. Of the Senate chambers. Mm. Even spit it out fucking shit bag Susan <laughs> Collins and Lisa Pandertwat Murkowski got up and fucking left. Yep. Mitt Romney is the only fucking Republican to sit and hear the official confirmation and stay for the applause and the moment, the historical moment. Even Tim Scott from South Carolina, who is black got up and walked out and look like you know what fine tim scott vote no if you have to i don't know your life and far be it for me to judge a black man from the south from doing what he needs to do to keep his fucking job in a world full of decrepit great white sharks (laughs) okay i don't even fault tim scott for that i really don't but to rudely get up and leave with the salty white sharks that hurt my fucking feelings, not only for Katanji, but for Cory Booker and Kamala Harris as well. Fuck Jim Scott. I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm, I don't even, I've lost all empathy and compassion and any understanding in that moment. I could not believe, vote no, fine, vote no, but to get up and walk out and turn your back on on that is is so egregious. No would even expect him to do that. No, and 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 it's 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 so disappointing, and really shows his character. And so from now on, for me, anything he has to say about anything is meaningless. It is absolutely meaningless when you see that that's how he treated that moment. And we played Cory Booker's entire speech to Katanji Brown Jackson during her confirmation hearings, and he specifically mentioned Tim Scott by name twice in that speech. So they're clearly friends and have discussed intimately what it means to be black on Capitol Hill, and specifically being only one of 11 black senators in the history of the United States. So yeah, I'm sure it did hurt Cory Booker's feelings. And especially after including Tim Scott's name in what I'm sure is going to be a very historical and legendary speech played 10,000 more times throughout the next decade and
2: beyond. And I'm quite sure it hurt Kiki's feelings too. Oh, I'm sure it did. Because she was sitting there, she was like in the middle at that desk or whatever, presiding over counting the votes or whatever. Because if the if it, let's say it were to be tied, then, then uh, Kamala Harris would be the tie-breaking vote. And she presides over like all of the Senate like votes or whatever. So- yeah. So there's only one other sitting black senator besides Cory Booker and Tim Scott, and that's Raphael Warnock from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So during the vote for Judge Jackson, if you're nasty, Mm -hmm. Kamala Harris passed several pages of her officially embossed vice presidential stationery to Raphael Warnock and Cory Booker. Okay, and she told them to write a note to someone special like in this moment and Raphael Warnock wrote a message on it to his little baby daughter, Chloe, and I can't even read it okay. without crying, so you're going to have to read it, my I mean, it's not even that, like, hardcore, but it's just, I don't know, it's just his little baby daughter, and it's like, and if you see it, it's on this, like, it's on her, you know, Kamala Harris's like, stationery that says vice president, and it's in Raphael Warnock's handwriting, and i it made me think of when you and I went to the like the national archives or whatever it's called in DC. Mm -hmm. And it just made me think like Kamala Harris knows that they'll probably put those notes in the, in the hall of records or whatever to Mm -hmm. be on display. And it was just like, you know, 20 years from now, some other fucking nerds like us are walking around DC, like, and they go in there and they'll see this note that he wrote to his little baby daughter. Mm -hmm. And, and it, they'll
0: have it next to a note that a slave wrote to somebody when they were enslaved up to then a man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be the, 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 legend of not the legend, but the, yeah, the, uh, the history the, of the, civil the, rights, the history of that yeah. going from that until that it's, that's why it's so moving and yeah. so incredible. And the vice and, president is a black
2: woman. Right. It's just, and it's She all... had
0: the, 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 the wherewithal to understand what was going on here. So this is what the note said, dear Chloe, Today, we confirmed Ketanji Brown Jackson to the United States Supreme Court. In our nation's history, she is the first Supreme Court justice who looks like you with hair like yours. While we were voting on the floor of the Senate, a friend of mine, the vice president of the United States, handed me this and suggested I write, write a note to someone who comes to mind. By the way, she's the first vice president who looks like you. I write this to say that you can be anything and achieve anything that you set your head and heart to. Love you, dad.
2: It's so fucking sweet. So then, after the Republican Tim Scott foolery on Thursday, the White House held a special ceremony on the White House law in celebrating the historic confirmation of Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson. And Kiki started off the festivities looking fucking gorgeous, even though she was in her usual brown suit, meow, meow, which is not our favorite. No. But Kiki and her team have decided it's going to be her signature look. So all we can do is surrender (laughs) and focus on her hair, which was fucking sitting. (laughs) Okay. Glossy and bouncing with very subtle subdued highlights and like a loose, like a big wave. Mm -hmm. She looked so fucking pretty. Like, I feel like she's looking like so, so pretty. Mm -hmm. Like every time I see her, I just, I could not fucking handle myself
0: (laughs) we are now going to play the first five minutes of her speech because this segment is called jojo and kiki and it does not get near enough kiki for our liking
3: good morning good morning good morning america have a seat please oh president joe biden First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden, second gentleman, Douglas Emhoff, members of Congress, members of the Cabinet, members of our administration, and friends and fellow Americans, today is indeed a wonderful day. As we gather to celebrate the confirmation of the next justice of the United States Supreme Court, Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson.
2: Biden is standing in the back in the signature shades. <laughs>
3: yep. Yep.
2: Just, just making history. Legacy, legacy, Lagasse. Emerald Lagasse. <laughs>
0: We should have the Friar back there (laughs) drilling up
3: his legacy. (laughs) President George Washington once referred to America as a great experiment, a nation founded on the previously untested belief that the people, we the people, could form a more perfect union. And that belief has pushed our nation forward for generations. And it is that belief that we reaffirmed yesterday. Through the confirmation of the first black woman to the United
2: States Supreme Court. Joe Biden's like yelling and whooping it up in the back. He got off his mark. He's in the wrong place now. He's like right behind it up.
3: You will inspire generations of leaders. They will watch your confirmation hearings and read your decisions. In the years to come, the court will answer fundamental questions about who we are and what kind of country we live in?
2: Did one of you were Nacho Toot? I did. Okay. <laughs> well, ma'am, Al, Sorry this is a really that. important moment. <laughs>
3: Sorry. Will we expand opportunity or restrict it? Will we strengthen the foundation of in. our great democracy? Or let them crumble.
2: Did you think it wasn't reaching will me over here? Will we move forward <laughs> oh
3: <God>. or backward? <laughs> the young leaders of our nation will learn from the experience, the judgment, the wisdom that you, Judge Jackson, will apply in every case that comes before you, and they will see for the first time. <laughs> Four women sitting on that court at one time. Wow! As as a point of personal privilege, I will share with you, Judge Jackson, that when I presided over the Senate confirmation vote, oh, here's the story. Yesterday, while I was sitting there, I drafted a note to my goddaughter. Oh, she did it too. And I told her that I felt such a deep sense of pride and joy and about what this moment means for our nation and for her future. And I will tell you, her braids are just a little longer than yours. (laughs) But as I wrote to her, I told her what I knew this would mean for her life and all that she has in terms of potential. So, indeed, the road toward our more perfect union is not always straight, and it is not always smooth. But sometimes it leads to a day like today. A day that reminds us what is possible, what is possible when progress is made, and that, the journey, well, it will always be worth it. So let us not forget that as we celebrate this day, we are also here in great part because of one President Joe Biden, Commitment, a lifelong commitment to building a better America. And of course, we are also here because of the voices and the support of so many others, many of whom are in this audience today.
2: It is because of motherfucking Joe Biden.
3: <laughs> Just remember, his administration is the
0: most diverse of any administration that's ever been administered. I mean, you know,
2: when I was watching that with you, I was just like staring at him in his aviators, you know, standing in the back of Kamala Harris. Then she introduces him and he comes forward. God, I mean, he gives a like his speech is like really lovely and he really does mean well. But, like, I don't even want to play any of it because, as a general rule, his speeches just have way too much, like, dad, don't embarrass me energy. <laughs> but Julie's forcing me because not only does she love watching JoJo be sweet and cute, mm-hmm. she loves a fucking stressful <laughs> train wreck. Right, Mau Mau?
0: I understand. I understand. He can be stressful. He's not... He is not the greatest public speaker. He just isn't. But now that we know he's the stuttering problem or whatever, and he is a very gentle you know he's the epitome of a gentle man he's a gentleman, so I know that f- half the country finds that to be off-putting and weak and they don't like it but I love it what he's creating you might not like the way he talks but what he's giving us is what you should be focusing on so when the guy gets up there and he's you know mumble mouth talking and he's quiet and he fucking fucks up a little bit just know that he's He's so well-intentioned. Yeah,
2: he's so sweet. He's always trying. And then it's it's in the mix of trying to go off the teleprompter and make a really sweet joke or mention Jill Jill and his granddaughter, Naomi, who is my favorite of the grandchildren. I fucking love Naomi. I mean, they're all great. I hate to, I hate to rank the grandchildren, but <laughs> Naomi is top of the pop. So get the fuck with it. Naomi was there, but it's when he makes the little jokes where I'm like, dad, stop, dad, dad, don't embarrass me, dad. He is truly like the,
0: a, a thing to, as a leader and as a person, as a manager, even you think of the president, fine. They're a leader, but they're also a manager of, of an administration of even just their staff. Of the staff and when you see that people Like him and that the kind of people He has around him and you look Around that and you go that that those I like all these people these people are Good people That should tell you something
2: Um, Plus think about everyone like Love in the administration like Marty Walsh, Jennifer Granholm like The list of just the people that he picked Like he just has and he has great taste too The number of
0: awesome people far outweigh The number of duds and if you compare that To Trump or Bush Or Reagan there's no comparison I mean Obama's the only comparison that had an administration that was equal to the type of character of people that are running the country and Biden is is even superseding that
2: yeah well that's the reason I'm allowing you to play this one very brief clip okay (laughs) which will make us all simultaneously cringe (laughs) and smile but, and, and while we're cringing, just try, though, try and listen to the clip because it is really cute what, what little story he tells even though it's hard to tell what he's saying.
5: When I made the commitment to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court, I could see this day. I literally could see this day because I thought about it for a long, long time. As Jill and we will tell you, I wasn't gonna run again. But when I decided to run, this was one of the first decisions I made. I could see it. I could see it as a day of hope, a day of promise, a day of progress. A day when once again the moral arc of the universe as Barack used to quote all the time, bends a little more toward justice. Obama. <laughs> I knew it wouldn't be easy. But I knew the person I nominated would be put through a painful and difficult confirmation process. But I have to tell you, what Judge Jackson was put through was well beyond that. There was verbal abuse, the anger, mm. the constant interruptions, the most vile, baseless assertions and accusations. In the face of it all, Judge Jackson showed the incredible character and integrity she possesses.
2: I love that he acknowledged Porous. that, those dicks. Yep. Yep. People are standing up. You guys should know. The 14 listeners should know. You got a standing ovation right and there.
5: composure. Or she did. Patience and restraint. And yes, perseverance and even joy, even joy. <laughs> Katanji, or I can't—I'm not going to be calling you that in public anymore. <laughs> Judge, you are the very definition of what we Irish refer to as dignity. You have enormous dignity, and it communicates to people. It's contagious, and it matters. It matters a lot. He loves I mean somebody.
0: that. I mean
5: that. Maybe that's not surprising if you look who uh sat behind her during those hearings. Her husband, Dr. Patrick Jackson and his family. Patrick, Patrick stand Jackson. up, man.
0: Patrick Jan- Jackson Jackson
5: nasty? Up. <laughs> Talia and Layla, stand up. I know it's embarrassing the girls. <laughs> oh
2: my god, they're so pretty. Talia and Layla. I'm gonna
5: tell you what Talia said. I said to Talia, it's hard being The daughter the son of a famous person i said imagine what it's like being president he says she said she may be (laughs) nailed it i couldn't agree more thank you thank
2: you i mean sorry nailed it
0: well lastly we cannot end this segment without playing a little bit of justice jackson's acceptance speech uh, it's probably been all over social media and she said some of the same things in her initial Senate hearings, which we already played for you on our Katanji Brown Jackson Supreme Court nomination special. But here she is acknowledging how much this moment means to so many people and how grateful she is to be the chosen one.
4: Thank you as well to the many, many kind-hearted people from all over this country and around the world who have reached out to me directly in recent weeks with messages of support. I have spent years toiling away in the relative solitude of my chambers with just my law clerks in isolation. So it's been somewhat overwhelming, in a good way, to recently be flooded with thousands of notes and cards and photos expressing just how much this moment means to so many people. The notes that I've received from children are particularly cute and especially meaningful. Because more than anything, they speak directly to the hope and promise of America. It has taken 232 years and 115 prior appointments for a black woman to be selected to serve on the Supreme Court of the United States. But we've made it. Oh, yeah. We've made it. All of us. All of
0: us.
2: All of us, bitch.
0: Yes, have there been, has there been a little diversity sprinkled in in here and there? But it's been the, the sort of, it's just, it's not been this. It does feel like we've made it. It feel like it, it d- literally feels like I'm going to make it after all.
2: You know what I mean? It a thousand percent does.
0: And you know what? For the Republicans bullshit and Lindsey Graham, she didn't talk about her judicial theory and how her process works. And but she did. We heard her say what her That's judicial what fucking Ben process Sass was. said. And Ben Sass said it a bunch of them said it. But she did say it. She literally talked about what her process was. It was Very thoughtful, it was lawful. What speaks to me is that she thinks about context, she doesn't look at someone's color and think they should be in jail for 5,000 years. She uses the law and she interprets it in the way of somebody who looks at the world as a person who feels that justice is important for everybody. But that isn't what Republicans and conservatives feel. They don't like that. So that is what the the this issue, this problem that we're having. And I just think, you know, when I heard her talk and I heard her talk about her legal thoughts and I was like, Damn, I liked it. I feel like if we had all judges like that, maybe we'd have less people in jail. It, and maybe like, we'd
2: have more rights. And more rights. And equal rights.
0: Right? She truly, really, you know, beside besides Ruth Bader Ginsburg, like she really is a person who, as a justice and a judge, to me, has thought about justice in the sense of somebody who felt that they haven't had
2: it and don't forget thurgood marshall
0: and thurgood marshall yeah there have been ones who when you go into law and you feel that you are a person who has either either personally or it's in your family or you're part of a community that has suffered inequality you go into the law looking at it in a different way and sorry if that's a problem for you like this is what's so exciting and what's so incredible and amazing and the fact that she is the first black woman should make everyone feel very excited.
2: Let's air this room out and then come back and do. So there's that (laughs) now it's time for. So there's that. So this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. She hates doing it because finding an uplifting story to end the show on a positive note is fucking hard, especially when half the country are mind controlled members of a morally bankrupt right wing cult and the other half are whiny entitled virtue signalers who are too busy simping in AOC's timeline to win the war. Literally this week, after JoJo and Kiki announced freezing student loan payments for the sixth fucking time, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez went on Twitter and said, I think some folks read these extensions as savvy politics. But I don't think those folks understand the panic and disorder it causes people to get so close to these deadlines just to extend the uncertainty. It doesn't have the effect people think it does. We should just cancel them. What? Like, no one has made a payment to their fucking student loans since 2020. Sorry for my bitterness, but I paid $500 a month for my student loans for 20 fucking years, and I paid them all eight years of Obama, and he's my king, but he didn't stop them. JoJo and Kiki have frozen student loan payments for struggling people for the last two years, and that's her issue? That the time frame in which they suspended the loans was too stressful for people? <laughs> too fucking bad, bitch. If you borrowed money, you borrowed money. I get it. Being in debt is stressful. You get it. Yes, I do. And regardless <laughs> of when, they canceled your fucking payments. Maybe if Democratic influencers like her went on and celebrated the good things coming out of the White House, we might actually have a chance in hell of winning in the midterms in November.
0: Even if you wanted to be backhanded. This is awesome. This is helping so many people. We definitely can do more. Whatever. If you need to fucking do, go down that road, but you don't have anything good to say. You know what I mean? Like, And you're right. This is why Trump is going to be president again. Yeah, we won't Trump win anything. Trump is going to become the president. And that's not just... Just remember, it's not just Trump. It's the whole administration, and we're fucked. I want to say this was a- another challenging week, and this is going to be a slightly one of those... Angry, so there's that. But
2: too late. I here already we did go. One. Here
0: we go. So here, let me pile on to that. Even though we're here with Katanji Brown Jackson, and this is amazing, and I hate to even sully any of that because it truly is something that we should just be celebrating and so happy about. But there's so much shit going on. We have another week of war, another week of Republicans trying to ruin all of our lives, especially women. In case you haven't been paying attention, Texas is on a war path to destroy women from the inside out. I've been in some way trying to bury my head in the sand by watching Absolutely Fabulous and Star Trek so I don't have to pay attention to the horrors of the world. But because we have this podcast, I can't completely shut down. And of course, my therapist let me know I have to get back to radical acceptance and plant my feet firmly in reality. If it wasn't for this podcast, I most likely would slide into an alternate reality where I'm an alien who's a conjoined twin with Brandy, <laughs> and we have two heads, and we run a bar on Deep Space Nine, and our body is that of also a shapeshifter, but we also like uh, make get- love to each other. <laughs> and, yeah, you got me. Yeah, exactly. And so there we are. But alas, We're stuck here in our melting earth with warlords and fake Christians and Meghan McCain pretending to care about the unborn. Anyone who would outlaw abortion wants to control women. And you are doing the bidding of men who have an inferiority complex and women who pander to them. And while we Have to still fight this fight, which also includes the absolutely ridiculous fight about teaching sexuality and keeping contraception away from and the fault of and the burden of women. There are people in society who are trying to keep women and girls empowered by freely not only discussing the reality of our lives, but making our needs normal and accessible. And that is the focus of today's Missive Currently in Texas, abortion is illegal. And as of now, two days ago, uh, they had their first arrest of a woman who was 26 years old and charged with murder. Luckily, a judge dismissed the case. But if this is any indication of the future, my alternate reality doesn't seem so bad. Someone who doesn't have the luxury of living on Deep Space Nine is an eighth-grade teacher named Kylie DeFrance. She works at a charter school in Austin, Texas. Her school is tuition-free, and the majority of the students there qualify for reduced or free lunch. She's always, since she started teaching there, been committed to providing period products to her students as she noticed many of them couldn't afford or get access to them. Quote, since day one of teaching, I've always kept pad bags in my classroom for my female scholars, she said. I noticed that I was spending a little bit more each month and more and more and more and more. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make an Amazon wish list. I'm going to put six boxes of pads on there. Apparently. That's kind of
2: an embarrassing wish list. I mean, just <laughs> yeah. for people who well, are like, yeah. geez, I don't know why <laughs> Cynthia's got so much pads on her. What? God.
0: Well, apparently, teachers use Amazon wish lists as a means of asking for products they may be in need of, which they can't get from their school or they provide from their own pocket. Now, though we hate Amazon, I do realize this is a good resource. And I never even thought that that was a thing. So that's actually quite cool. Well, as soon as she got on Amazon, boxes and boxes of pads and tampons and liners started showing up at her house. This probably to many people listening might seem like a, like, what what are you even talking about? But her students don't have access to period products. Imagine that. As a girl, you don't know what to do. You're in eighth grade and you have your period and you're sitting there bleeding and you can't afford a pad or a tampon and you don't have anyone to ask to have one. It is a fucking nightmare. She said it's not fair that some of them feel too embarrassed or humiliated to ask their own parents or ask an office member for a product. It's not fair that we can easily provide all these other materials in the bathroom and not think anything of it. But when we mention pads or tampons or heating pads, it's an instant fight. It should just be standard at this point, honestly. And I agree. I know we've had an issue in general in public bathrooms. We've we, You and I have been in a bathroom and we one of us needs a tampon and we end up shoving a pound of toilet paper in our underwear and it's a living fucking hell. But they have first aid kits, they have Advil, they have Tylenol and in some schools or clubs there's plenty of condoms. Certainly after the AIDS pandemic that became a thing but getting tampons or having them readily available, it just doesn't exist. In researching this however, we'll be happy to learn that uh, there have been new laws made in California, New York, Illinois, New Hampshire, and Virginia that have passed legislation requiring that schools provide free menstrual products to students. According to free, the tampons, a nonprofit uh, organization.
2: That... And they should be in the bathroom. You shouldn't have yes, to ask you anyone for a- them. That's exa- fucking horrendous.
0: Exactly. And this should be everywhere. I just think this story is good. And I'm happy to see a teacher taking the reins, especially in a state like Texas, which is an all out war to control and dominate women, while at the same time keeping them invisible, vulnerable, and at the disposal of men. Don't have abortions, but let's pretend your reproductive system also doesn't exist. But then your vagina hole will exist when we want to fuck you and force you to give birth. But then we'll vilify you if you're too young or single, even though we're the ones that impregnated you. But we don't want you to take any responsibility, and we don't want responsibility. So we then pretend that we care about life, but we don't care about your life and the life you have to live every day, which includes the monthly fucking hell of getting a period, even though it's half the population will rain condoms down from the sky but make you feel ashamed of the fact that you can't help getting your period. Kelly DeFrance has taken it on herself to help young girls and advocate for what may seem trivial, but the only reason it seems trivial is because men have created a narrative that has made us feel that way. She said you wouldn't sit in class with a bloody nose and not have anything done about it. Period products need to be in the bathrooms, accessible to all the females in every grade level... 5 to 12. Kelly DeFrance has these products available in her school and through her tenacity, let's hope this sparks more teachers and more awareness until period products are easily accessible everywhere and it isn't a privilege or something any girl needs to feel ashamed of or scared of. She'll go to the bathroom, fucking go to the thing on the wall, pop out a tampon or a pad and that will be, be definitely the popping out a pad. <laughs> and that will be the end of it. So there's that. That's it for this episode of Dumb Gay
2: Politics. Thank you guys for listening. You're lucky you can't smell in here. (laughs) (laughs) We love you all so much, and we're so grateful for all 14 of you. Please consider joining our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. It's $1 for one podcast a week and $2 for two podcasts a week. They're both an hour, and we aim to get at least one of them out by Sunday night, so you'll have all week to listen to them. Although this week, again, it w- um, was a day late. <laughs> but hey, there's no politics, no ads, no structure, no stress, and best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon I mean, I think it's worth it just to never have to hear us fucking talk about joining the Patreon. I mean, God. And if nothing else, you'll be distracted from your own life thinking how fucking annoying we are.
0: If you want to see what it's like before you sign up, there's a link to our free episode in the description of this week's podcast. Or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and there's a button on every page that says click to listen to a free episode of our Patreon podcast. If you like it and you decide to join, it's super easy to import our Patreon podcast into whatever app you use for all your other podcasts. You don't have to listen on Patreon.com. Nope, you don't even need to download the Patreon app if you don't want to, but if you do, there's a whole family there for you to get to know and become internet friends with.
2: And if not, at least leave us a review on iTunes. You don't have to write anything. You can just hit whatever stars and fucking hit one star if you're feeling fucking salty. Um, We don't care. It's just all about the numbers. Every time you hit a star, the number goes up, and we need those numbers if we want to get guests, which we'll probably never do again because we're super fucking lazy and we're getting lazier by the day. As always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Judge Jackson. If you're nasty.
1: well you got caught with a flat world. how about that well babies don't you panic by the light of the night it'll all seem all right i'll get you a satanic mechanic i'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual transylvania Transylvania <laughs> Hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite Sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver